Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the live broadcast here. It's Wednesday morning. Is it Wednesday morning? It's Wednesday morning. <laughs> so uh, may you be blessed today. May you just experience God's grace and God's goodness. So uh, I have a word on my heart that I want to share with you. So, and it's about maturity in Christ. So the maturity that people demonstrate, uh, mature people, um, are, you know, people who know Christ, people who have lived a life, people who know who they are in Jesus Christ, have certain attributes, and you can spot them, and you can see them far off. The way they react to things, the way they, they um, speak to people, the way they do certain things. And I've seen the more people really have authority the more I see certain attributes. And the attributes are much like the gifts of the Spirit in, in Galatians. Let me, I'll, I'll come back to, I wanted to start in Matthew 11, but I'm going to go to Galatians chapter 5. So it says, I say, walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive and controlled and guided by the Spirit. Then you will be, then you'll certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh, the godless human nature. For these are antagonistic to each other, continually withstanding and in conflict with each other, so that you are not free but prevented from doing what you desire to do. But if you are guided and led by the Holy Spirit, so note there, if you are guided and led, it means you must be a follower of the Holy Spirit. So not only are you a son, but you are also a follower. In Galatians, Romans 8.14 says, those who are sons are uh, led by the Spirit of God. So uh, if you are guided, led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. So then you don't operate in the realm of judgment, of finger pointing, of slandering, of mudslinging. Yeah. Okay. Now the doings of the flesh are clear and obvious. They are immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger. Same sentence. Okay. The people want to uh, sling mud to the immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, but... For some reason, people want to justify the enmity, the strife, the jealousy, anger, ill temper, selfishness, <laughs> divisions, dissensions, and the party spirit, factions, sects with peculiar opinions and heresies, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. Okay, so, so um, there's certain attributes coming from the flesh nature. And the flesh nature is simply man without the Holy Spirit. It's simply... It's simply um, what man is like without being yielded on, under the influence and under the control of the Holy Spirit. So if we are mature in Christ, it means we will have certain attributes, which is the, the characteristics of the Spirit. Okay. And so we've seen now what the flesh is like without him. So if, if people's uh, leadership style have... Those attributes, you can know that they are not secure in Christ. They are not, um, how can I put it, mature in the knowledge of who they are in Jesus. 
um, because they still feel threatened by everything that's happening around them. They still feel threatened by this one's opinion and by that one did that and that. If you mature in Christ, you have peace. If you mature in Christ, you, you're not threatened by whatever happens because you are anchored in the secret place. Hebrews chapter 6, we have an anchor of the soul. We have a hope, which is an anchor of the soul, and it goes farther beyond the veil, the certainty of the presence, and it keeps us there. So um, I want to keep on reading here. It spoke of the desires of the, of the flesh or the, um, the doings, actually, of the flesh. Now it says, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy, gladness, peace or patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such things there is no law. So if you see a leader without self-restraint, if you see a leader without peace, without love, without joy, a leader without kindness, without goodness, without faithfulness, without gentleness, and there's a couple of faces popping up, you know, in the political realm, okay? Without gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, oh my goodness, self-restraint continence, against such things there is no law. But if those things are not present, that's, uh, present, that's what the law specifically covers. So it says, if you are guided by the Holy Spirit and responsive and controlled by the Holy Spirit, obviously then you will bear the fruit of the Spirit. And then it says you will certainly not gratify the cravings of the flesh. And then you are also, it says here verse 18, if you're guided by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. So against such things, there is no law. But when people operate in the carnal realm, they will constantly find themselves in the realm of judgment constantly find themselves accusing themselves or accusing others so when we get to a point where we feel like hey why am i always pointing a finger you know or um, always angry or always responsive or always reactive maybe it's time to just realize okay i'm not as secure in the holy spirit as i thought i was Okay, or maybe, maybe it's for someone who hasn't even received the Spirit of God. But the point is that um, maturity in Christ has the attributes of Christ, has the attributes of the Holy Spirit. So, love, joy, joy, okay, so seriousness, anger, those things are not fruit of the Spirit. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit, Okay. So people who can't make jokes in church, oh, come on, man. Okay, love, joy, peace. So there's certain people that, you know, stand out in the world. You know, people that you can see, this guy has some history with God. Okay, and you can call the names, but if I look, there's some people that I've, I've, that I've had the privilege of, of knowing a little bit, even only a little bit. Okay, so one of them, like Goebbels van Rensburg, he always had peace. He always had joy. He always was full of love. He was very patient with people, very kind. I've never seen him not kind. And I, I knew him for years, okay? 
Um, always meek, always gentle, right? Humble, bold, but humble, <laughs> all right? So his heart was, I'm not saying he never made mistakes, but I'm saying that more, most of the time, that's what you got. And all of the time, what I got, okay? <laughs> so maybe if you got closer to him, maybe now and then you would have seen something, I don't know, but that's not what I ever saw, okay? So look to people like Heidi Baker, People like David Hogan that we've had the pleasure of spending some time with. Bold, very bold, very bold. But before Jesus, humble, 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 humble. Carrying the love of God in his heart, okay? So he's not threatened by you, okay? Have you seen a lion, an actual lion, you know, in, in maybe a zoo or maybe, you know, one of those farms where they have the lions, or, or maybe in the national park, okay, a lion. Have you ever stared into the eyes of a lion? I have. That lion was not threatened by my presence. It looked at me, it wasn't especially aggressive, it was just being a lion. It just looked at me, it says, nothing you do will, will intimidate me. Nothing you do will threaten me. It's just, you know, it, lo- it looks at you in your eyes, and it's just like not afraid of you. Okay, so fear causes people to operate in certain ways, you know, like the doings of the flesh. <laughs> the flesh, darkness, all connected with fear. And the world is run by fear and greed. And greed is basically fear of lack. Okay. So everything is run by fear and greed. Okay. And that has certain attributes. So if you look to leaders and you see, are they grabbing because they don't think they, they, they will ever have enough? Now they grab so much that they will never ever be able to spend in their lifetime. And the people suffer. Okay. So you look at that and you think, and now people think, oh, he's a big man because he's got all the money. No, he's a, he's a very immature little baby in the spirit because he has zero trust in God. And he's so afraid that he has to gather everything for himself and let all the other people go hungry so that he can feel better about himself. That's what's really the case. So um, when you look to maturity, maturity is someone gives because I know I'll be fine. So maturity says, give me your burden. I'll, I'll put it, me and Jesus, we're fine. We can take it away from you. But I want to help you. I have something to give to you. That's what maturity does. Maturity is not, let me see what I can grab from you and take from you so that I can feel better about myself. Maturity is, I'm secure in Christ. My heart is settled in Christ. I have peace. I'm not threatened by any situation. I'm on the foundation, I'm in his love, completely dependent on him, you know, like a little baby. So the mature in the kingdom are dependent on their father, like a little baby. Okay, I want to go even further, like a baby in the arms of a mother, because the baby is completely dependent on the mother. Okay, so like a little baby, we are dependent on Jesus. We are dependent on the Holy Spirit. We are dependent on his love, his grace, his peace. Okay? 
If you understand how powerful his love and his grace and his peace and his joy is, and you know you depend on that fully, nothing else will threaten you because you have him. And you rest in him. Okay? That's called maturity. Okay? That's called authority. So authority means I'm not trying to control someone. I'm not trying to be overbearing towards someone. I'm not trying to push my opinion down someone's throat. The moment I, as a minister of the gospel, force my message down someone's throat, I'm not depending on the Holy Ghost anymore. Because it may, become, it may come out of a place of I really want to help you or something. Can, can you not see the truth? <laughs> but it's offense. So when I push my opinion down someone's throat, um, it's not going to help them. But when I just bring it to them so that they can receive it in freedom, they can, by freedom, receive that, but they can see how it benefited you by the fruit that's in your life. Okay, and by the fruit I mean when they get close to you, do they feel judged or do they feel they are free? When they get close to you, do they feel like you're putting burdens on them or you're trying to get something from them? Or when they get close to you, do, do they feel there's love? They want to linger a little bit longer. They want to be there. You know? There's peace. There's joy. Man, um, it's nice to be around people who have a smile on their face. It's nice to have, be around people who is joyful, who has peace. Okay? And um, if you don't take every problem so seriously, but you take the gospel seriously. Um, Not seriously. Like, you, you place a lot of emphasis on it, and less emphasis on the issues. Um, you will have the fruit of the Spirit, okay, if we depend completely on Him. So maturity in Christ means I disappear and Christ appears. And people find Him and His likeness with me, okay. So that means I, I know who I am in Him, and for that reason, I don't have to tell everyone who I am in Him. They can see it. They, I know who I am in him, and for that reason, I don't have to force who I am down everyone's throat because they can see it and they want it and they come line up to receive. Okay, so the moment you really know who you are in Christ, people will recognize it and they will come. Okay, but if you feel you have to fight everyone, red flag. If you feel you have to, you'll only win if you fight and if you break down and you try to prove your point, I'll give him a piece of my mind. I'm right. If you try to be right, that's not the way Jesus operated. And Jesus was bold. He wasn't, you know, he, I was going to say back a fall. <laughs> he wasn't, what, how do you say that in English? He, he didn't stand back. He didn't hold back the, the shots. So with the Pharisees, I mean, the legalistic crowd, they were so insecure. The slightest demonstration of grace and power, and they, they want to arrest everybody. The slightest demonstration of, of Jesus' nature, and they want to arrest people because, and why is it on the Sabbath? You know, because the, the, this control is slipping out of their hands. Okay. And Jesus, even, even if they persecuted him, he just disappeared through the crowd. He, he was absolutely not threatened by any of it. He really laid down his life. He wasn't threatened by any one of them. So he loved them, and he wanted them to receive it also. And yet, in John chapter 8, you can, you can see it, um, Jesus rebuked them. 
he called them, you are of your father the devil. <laughs> because you plan to kill me. And your father is a murderer from the beginning. Okay? And he was a liar. And the father of lies. So, we, when we are securing Christ, it means that everyone else doesn't always need to know it. Look at me. I am, you know. No. They will see Christ in you. Because it's so different that it stands out. It's so different. It's so different from how the world operates that it stands out. Okay? So you don't have to worry. People will see. <laughs> People will see. So you, you, are, you can rest in him. And the fruit of him coming out will, will draw all the people. Okay? If you, if you know Jesus and you know who he really is and you can be like that, you have a heart to help you have a heart to bring salvation. You have a heart to remove the burdens from people's lives. And not a, not a heart to control, not a heart to take people's lives, you know, and put it to work for your own benefit or any, any of those things. You have a heart to really just help people. Okay. You have a heart to bring the peace and joy that you have received from Jesus to people so that they can have what you have. Okay. So it's such a simple thing. Um, it's just knowing Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus is a mature son. So Romans chapter 8 um, says creation is waiting for the sons of God to be disclosed. Okay, so creation was subject to frailty, not by some intentional fault on its part, but by the will of him who so subjected it because of Adam. Mm. Okay, so uh, creation is groaning. Creation is waiting to enter into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. They're waiting for the sons of God to be made manifest. So how will the sons of God be made manifest? When Christ appears in us. Okay? So when, uh, when we start completely disappearing in Jesus, and when Christ takes complete control of everything of who we are, when we yield, when we, we yield... The, uh, all our control, all our efforts, all our strength to him and let him live in us and through us. So when we totally depend on him and zero on ourselves, and we've got some way to go, okay? But when we start seeing, you know, if, if I look at someone like Bill Johnson, I haven't met him, man, I see peace. I see someone who is mature, and I see someone who, who I would give hours to to listen to him and i would i would sit there and i would um if, if he would speak i would be quiet if i'm in the room with him and he starts to speak it doesn't matter what i was about to say i keep quiet so that he can speak <laughs> to get what i'm trying to say so um there's a willful surrender in the presence of someone who knows who he is in Christ, with someone who's got a history with God, with someone who is surrendered to the Holy Spirit. When you get to that person, it's like, wow, I, you, it's like, hey, you're in the presence of greatness now. And when, when that person starts to speak, I don't care who you are, people respect it. People respect it. They, I remember these stories of people who persecuted Prophet Kobus. Okay? He was not afraid of anyone. <laughs> so he would... Uh, you know, they would be speaking about him, and he, he, the one time he walked into a room, I don't know what the context was, he walked into a room and they were actually discussing him. Okay? And when he walked in, 
the, you, he said the, f the faces of everyone there fell and they immediately treated him with respect and he didn't do anything. He didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And they were talking badly about him behind his back. Mm -hmm. Okay? <laughs> so when, when the Spirit of God manifests, the authority manifests, and it's a willful thing. It's not something to be forced down. Okay? It's not something, it's just something that happens. When the Spirit of God is manifested, people respect it. Even the devil's respected. Okay. So we need to get to a place where we forget about everyone else's opinion. Where we forget about what that one thinks, what that one thinks, what that. I don't care what this, what, I don't care. I care what Jesus thinks. Okay. Let that really be the manifestation of my life. Because sometimes I do care what people think, to be honest. <laughs> so, but Christ in me doesn't really care. But what Christ thinks about them matters. Yeah. And when Christ thinks about them, he thinks much better things than what they think about him. Mm. And what he thinks is truth. And what he, th he thinks is powerful. Amen. So let's be thinking what Christ is thinking because that has the power to change the lives of the people that, we, that we're dealing with. Yes. Okay. So we have something to give. And what we have to give is the Spirit of God. What we have to give is the the gospel which is the power of God unto salvation. It can change any person's life. Yeah. So instead of being threatened about what people do, let's give them what they need. Yeah. So even if they fight you, give them what they need. Yeah. They fight you because they haven't encountered the real thing. Or maybe they did years ago, but they forgot. <laughs> okay. But what do you, we need to introduce them to love, which is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness. We need to introduce them to peace. We need to introduce them to joy. And once they feel it again, they, they, they change just like that. Okay. So we need to just surrender our lives to him. Okay. So I want to go now to Matthew chapter 11. And this is just so nice. It's just Jesus speaking. Um, you know, and we see something of who he is. Okay. And he says here, Matthew 11, all things, verse 27, have been entrusted and delivered to me by my Father, and no one fully knows and accurately understands the Son except the Father, and no one fully knows and accurately understands the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son deliberately wills to make him known. So the Son is deliberately showing himself to you, okay? And you can't know God if the Son doesn't show him, and he deliberately does it, okay? Come to me. This is something that my friend Marnus Nell in Portsmouth, he preaches this so much. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Okay? So come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh or sharp or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. May your burden be light and easy to be borne. And may you be Light and easy to be born to people around you. <laughs> may you. May you be a light burden to everyone around you. Okay, so may you not be overbearing. May you not put burdens on people even if you didn't say anything. You know, you get that also. 
So, yeah, like my friend Marnus in Pot says, maturity is like being a baby yeah. in the kingdom. So a baby, you know, it's not difficult for a baby to come to the mother. Mm-hmm. It's not difficult for a baby to trust. It's not. Dif- it's got no choice. It's got to. Yeah. It's got no other options. It doesn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. So in the kingdom, we grow more and more like that independency on him, less and less independent, less and less dependent on ourselves and our own opinions and our own knowledge and our own things. We need the knowledge of God. Okay? So, um, come to me, you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. Oh, my goodness. So, that's the rest, the Sabbath, that was promised from the beginning. Hebrews chapter 4. So the rest remains. There's still another rest promised. And that rest is not Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, or you shouldn't wash your car on Sunday or play tennis. That's not what it's talking about. Or go to the shops on a Sunday. That's not what it means. It means in your heart you're resting in Christ. You're resting in his righteousness. You're resting in his character. And when you rest in his character, you don't need you, you don't feel the need to prove your own. You don't feel the need to shove everyone away or down so that you can maybe look better. When you rest in him and Christ comes, he already conquered everything. Okay, so it's about entering the rest. And entering the rest is entering the knowledge of God, entering the place where we rest in his ability, him living in us, and even him living through us. That means rest is maturity. So in humanity, you know, if you want to show that you are strong, you come with a show of force. In the kingdom, firstly, you don't want to show anything. It's just him. You just want to see him. And secondly, when you show him, because you inevitably will if you surrender to him, it's not about getting focus on you. But it's about helping people and showing Jesus to them. So if your focus can get away from trying to be heard or trying to be, you know, respected, don't try to be respected. Be yielded. Don't try to be respected from people. Don't demand it. Rather be yielded to Jesus. Okay? Many people rejected him. Many people persecuted him. And he didn't say anything. He prayed for them. Because he had something to give to them, even though they didn't understand it. So his heart for people, his love for people, is always to justify but to, to reach their hearts. And my friend William, I see you're watching. Bless you, my brother. He, he's got this thing. This, he said this thing that really blessed me. He says, it's better to win my brother's heart than to win the argument. <laughs> that's, that's so important. It's better to win my brother's heart than to win the argument. Jesus lost the argument in his court case. They crucified him <laughs> so that he could win our hearts, so that he could fill our hearts with his spirit, so that we could have a burden that is light. So that we could enter the rest. So that our heaviness, our overladen, overburdened lives can be taken from us. And he can give us his light life.
So that's what maturity in Christ really means. You rest in him and his character, which is meek and gentle, starts coming through. So that means authority and power is meek and gentle in the kingdom of God. It's not about showing forth force and it's not about trying to scream the hardest and see who's the most powerful. The disciples asked, who's going to be the most powerful in the kingdom? <laughs> Jesus said, let the kids come. Those, they, if you, the servant will be the greatest. The servant will be the greatest. Okay? So um, you're a king in the kingdom, but you're a servant. Jesus was a king, but he was a servant. You're a son in the kingdom, but you're a follower. So Jesus was a son, but he followed the father. So it's this paradox, but it's both. It's not the one or the other. It's both. So it's a total surrender <laughs> to the father, and it's a boldness in showing him and not me. Okay. So the more I can show him and his nature, and the less I can show me and my little pretty insignificant stupid opinion, the better. What I think about something is irrelevant. You don't want to know what I think about it. You want to know what Christ thinks about it. That's why he gave me the mind of Christ so I can tell you. <laughs> and that's why he gave you the mind of Christ so you can tell the world. Don't give people a piece of your mind. Give them peace of mind. Tell them the gospel. Say what God says and think what God thinks. Okay? So that's maturity. Maturity is Kind of the opposite of what is demonstrated in the world. Okay, so uh, authority. You get more of it, the less you try to enforce it. You get more of it, the more you are under authority. Remember the centurion. Jesus marveled at his faith. He said, come and heal my servant, but I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. Just speak a word and my servant boy will be healed. How's that for authority? Okay? He said, because I'm also a man under authority. And I say to my slave, do it. I say to those, you know, the, those under my command, do this, and they do that. Just speak a word and my servant will be healed. Jesus marveled at his faith. So, Jesus under authority. Totally obedient. Totally surrendered and submitted to the Father. And in total submission, in total surrender, Jesus had all the power and authority of the Father. All of it's been given to him. So he's given it to us if we can simply surrender. If we can simply make him in our mind and heart Lord of all and King. If we can recognize his sovereignty and just do what he says. And surrender to him. So may you just experience peace. Peace is power. May you be meek and gentle of heart. That's authority. May you know love and joy and peace. That's a real leader. A real leader follows the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit has fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, meekness, kindness, temperance, faithfulness, self-control. All right. So all those things come from him. People in the world call it weak, but the weak thing, 1 Corinthians 1, in, of God is stronger than the world. <laughs> so may you know real power 
And may you not be threatened by the presence of anyone. May you be bold in Christ and may you live in peace. In Jesus' name. All right. So I'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. Be blessed. I hope you have an amazing day. Um, we love you guys. Please send your prayer requests if you have something that you, that you want us to pray for. Um, we, we stand with you in agreement. We pray that the hand of God will be stretched over your lives. Every court case, every problem, every situation that you're in, every lack, every sickness, everything in Jesus' name. Thank you for watching. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.